Welcome back to the latest in our series of podcasts on impact energy solutions. How do we how do we bring together all the parties and make sure that the move towards a greener economy happens and that those who are doing all the hard work get a bit of money from government, which doesn't always do a lot of hard work. Joining me today, we have Chris Hart, who is the executive chairman of the Impact Group. Chris, hello. Good morning. Hello. Well, we're talking about carbon trading, which is a bit of jargon, which we really need to unpack because it is, it's central to energy funding. Yes. What is it? Well, basically, uh, firstly, we're going to move away from even the term trading. I think a lot of people talk about carbon credit training, uh, trading, uh, and, and, and that is, is, I think, to a large extent, where we, what we've found is that uh, it might be where uh, it's, it's the wrong departure point. We look at it rather we term it carbon finance. In other words, how can we get uh, additional project capital for projects that are green in nature? Right. Um, and the, the whole thing comes back to this thing called a carbon tax. If you are a polluter, you can be taxed right for the carbon that you put in the atmosphere. All right, how do you offset that? You offset that with a carbon credit. So a carbon credit derives its value, you could say, from the fact that there's carbon taxes. And um, I think the, the various COP and Paris agreements and that have come to the point where they're trying to get this harmonized around the world that a carbon tax would be roughly $20 right, by the year 2030. $20 per ton of carbon. Right. So clearly if you've got a carbon credit, you do not, and you've put a ton of carbon in the air and you're being taxed for it, you don't have to pay the 20 if you put a carbon credit next to it. So the whole point about the carbon taxes is to create investment for projects that are uh, that you could say mitigate the pollution that that's occurring. So, okay, so so how do you create a carbon credit? Is it like a Bitcoin? You go onto the computer and play around, and suddenly suddenly you have wealth sitting in your laptop. No, no, it's not quite that. There's quite a procedure because, for instance, if your project is going to earn carbon credits, it must first be registered. In other words, there's a global set procedure for doing this and it's an effectively boils down to an ISO standard but there's things called carbon registries that you have to actually be you know uh, registered with and so you register the project the project then needs to be assessed is this something that can get carbon finance and carbon credits and so it has to be validated as a project right it then um, the, the project as it unfolds and starts to operate, you have to keep monitoring and measuring it, etc. And ultimately, the carbon credits that the project produces have to be uh, verified. In other words, you have to actually look backwards and say, did these carbon credits actually come into existence? Okay, now if you get it right, yes. what are the benefits? Well, basically, I think firstly I want to just say the reason why the, the the process is quite strict is that if you get it wrong, 
right? And you're saying he has a carbon credit to offset a carbon tax, but the carbon credit isn't quite right. In other words, it hasn't been set up properly. You'd be committing tax fraud, right? But clearly, if you've got something right and you've you've got the whole process correct, the project's been, the baseline study has been done, that's been validated, verified, etc., and you've created the carbon credit, you can sell it to somebody who's going to pay the carbon taxes. So let's say uh, you, it's someone in the U.S., you're going to pay $20 for the carbon that you put in the air, and um, you might like to see if you can reduce that that charge and so you might buy a carbon credit you won't buy it for more than the tax rate and we've sort of sort of more or less benchmarked if we sell it for half the the tax rate um there's something on the table for for all parties involved okay uh, what what we would do though is that we would take the carbon credits that the project would generate over the say next uh 15 years and we will say well this would be worth so many carbon credits over the next 15 years and um, one then can uh, sell those carbon credits ahead of even the project starting right as long as the project you know does start and will deliver it you've got no problems okay so so you've got you you're you're not just developing you've you've been active in this in this area yeah. to whom are you addressing your offering who, who who might come to you and say tell me about carbon credits help me all right so basically carbon credits get generated in a number of ways and there's various criteria such as additionality and uh, various um you know various criteria but a project in south africa such as a solar project potentially could earn carbon credits we could generate carbon credits the process because it's quite an administratively uh, intense type of thing it's quite an expensive process so you can't bring small projects you would actually have relatively big projects and those relatively big projects then you know have the 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 value that it can generate from the sale of carbon credits that will cover those administrative costs fairly easily and leave something for the project all right so uh, typically a, a solar project of 10 megawatts or more uh, would would uh, comfortably fit into this criteria if it's less one can have a look at it but one always needs to have a look first to see if it's worth going down that path all right so let's assume it's worth going down that path. You monitor, you, you go through the whole process to do that. And clearly there's fairly strict administrative trial criteria that, that one has to adhere to. Effectively, a project that 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 is validated could potentially come with a, about 30% of the actual project's cost, right, uh, could be covered by carbon finance which is fairly significant if you've got a billion rand project if you've got a billion rand project um it could potentially then be 300 million rand or even more depending on where the carbon credits are sold so if we take our baseline in south africa uh in terms of how much this could could uh, generate is firstly that a solar project should have storage to extend the actual uh Daytime operating, uh, operational 
uh, time period that it can actually be effective um, that that helps and the actual you know the, the, the actual panels make a difference all of that that type of thing but uh, we, we can then um, put that into part of the financing package and it de-risks the project. A lot of these projects have not looked for carbon finance as such, right? because firstly they're looking to trade carbon credits, which is not something that was intended in the, in the actual protocols. Um, that's why we don't speak about carbon trading. We speak about carbon finance because that then enables us to get that upfront funding. Okay, going back to our previous discussions, uh, people wanting to install solar can, can tap into various uh, government incentives, they can offset their tax, and and you've gone through this in, in quite a bit of detail. How does the, the carbon credits element fit into that? Is, is, this, is this an additional benefit? It's an additional benefit. So in other words, what we're then doing is that we're using carbon finance to cover maybe 30%. And that's if we use the South African tax rate, which is only uh, eight, $78 a ton, right, compared to the 20 in the US. If we could sell it in the US, we could even raise the actual proportion of, of carbon finance. It is. But let's assume 30% from carbon finance and at least 30% from taxes, we've covered 60% of the capital cost of the project, right? 60% or more, which is, of course, fairly significant. It puts the project on a much more viable footing right from the start, right, rather than, you know, trying to build viability as these projects go forward. Um, and, and that is, you know, solar does have a viability problem. It's not, uh, you know, we know as Eskom puts prices up, it, it helps the viability. But if this was an absolutely superb idea, you know, people would have done it a long time ago. But this is really coming into its own now. So the carbon finance helps put these projects over the line. The tax benefits also helps put it over the line. And leaving you with the residual 30 to 40 percent of the actual project cost to be fund, funded through the cash flow that these projects would generate um, then makes it a much lower risk problem um, that that um, that the project financing you know faces okay there is something very interesting very attractive potentially a game changer hmm. Where does the listener go? How do, how do they contact you? What do they ask? What what where do you guide them? Well, I think firstly they uh, they can go onto our website, um, and uh, that website is um, it's it's fine. They'll they'll read that in the introduction to this podcast. All right, okay. Contact details Sorry. will be provided. Contact details and there's a specific email address. I just know info at Impact in Africa, but there's a there's another another one. Okay. And and what what happens then? Do, right. how, how much hand holding? Because the, to be brutally honest, this is a little mind boggling. Yes. So the, the the whole process has got some complexity. The most important is that. Don't bring a completed project for this because with every project there has to be a baseline study and that baseline study, one of the criteria is what is there 
in existence already. So they go to the project and there's all the panels putting up, well, that's your baseline. Then where do you get your carbon credits? So if you go there and there's nothing, it's a flat piece of earth, right? That's your baseline. And then you put the, car, the, the panels on and now you've actually made the difference. So that's the main thing is the baseline and the difference that the project then makes. So projects must be registered before they get off the ground. Okay, and that's why they have to come to us and we actually do that hand-holding so that these projects can actually generate those, those credits. And then, as you say, once you've generated the credits, there's the financing attractiveness for the banks uh, and other financing institutions becomes much more palatable, much easier, much more viable. Well, it's certainly worth a go. And, and your message is get in early, talk to you early, and uh, the, the yeah. benefits could be could be really, really impressive. Yeah, no project manager or project promoter can actually ignore this dimension without a serious questions on their fiduciary duties of the actual project. Thank you very much indeed. That was Chris Hart, the Executive Chairman of the Impact Group.